We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Entering the Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. Divisional round DraftKings picks. Four-game slate. The Listener's League, unfortunately, is already full. Tambo's in studio. It it didn't fill last week for the first time. I mean, I think it's not filled like twice in eight years or something like that. People just had no interest, apparently, in NFL DFS last week. This week, immediately fills. I I don't know what's going on. Friends of the show love DraftKings, but I I think it has something to do with that. Last week, the slates couldn't be split up worse across the board. This week, it's straight and forward. It's simple. There is other slates, but the four gamers, what people are after. There's $25 Millie Maker. There's a Mega. There's a lot lot of great tournaments. The the $150 3 Max, 100K up top is back. There's a lot of good tournaments this week, and I think that makes people just dive in a little bit more. I can see that. So we're going to break down the four-game slate. There's actually six spots left in the Listener's League, which I assume (laughs) is going to be full by the time that the show actually gets posted. We're doing this a little bit earlier than we normally do, so shout-out to everyone on a Friday morning who's tuning into this. We're recording this on a Thursday afternoon, just letting people know. Hopefully not much changes. The only injury thing I can really find is, like, do we know if MVS is going, not MVS, uh, if Hardman's going to play or not? Yeah, Hardman, I think we're still waiting on. And then McKenzie was the other one. It sounds like he's going to be good, but we, that was the only other real questionable spot I saw. It looks like Hardman will be good to go. Was he, was McKenzie even injured last week or was he just a healthy scratch? They talked about it before the game, but then it, I know that the other guys, he didn't end up going. They had like Shakir, Beasley, all those guys were getting the snaps and playing through it. So, yeah, well, McKenzie wasn't even active last week. Right. So that was interesting. So, let's, where do you want to start with this on a four game slate? <laughs> Like, do we just cross off some quarterbacks we're not using? And I, I think that's, for me, that's always the easiest way to go about this because, you know, we can build eight separate stacks with eight separate quarterbacks. I'm not going to do that when I actually enter my lineup. So who can we get rid of? I'm going to cross off Daniel Jones. Okay. Not going to use Daniel Jones this week. I love the Eagles, so. I do like starting here. I think that's the best way to do it. If we can pick our quarterbacks, then we can roll through our stacks. I'm definitely not playing every quarterback on this slate. There's some that I don't like. 
at all really. And then there's others that I do like. Mahomes always a guy that I you know that I go off of, and I'll continue to do so here. I play Josh Allen or I'll play Jalen Hurts. Any of those guys are fine. I, I like your Eagles call. I guess what's your take on this game because that's one that I think is going to be a popular conversation. Myself, others have all thought this all season. I don't know if it'll ring true in this game, maybe the next. But the whole conversation all season long with these Eagles was their schedule is so easy. And yeah, they beat it, and even with their backups and all that, but people kept saying their schedule's so easy, they're going to get exposed in the playoffs. We also had conversations on this show, this other shows as well, with Tim sitting here, the, the recap show on Sunday nights and going through it, where we talked about, are the Jets for real, or are the Giants for real? And many, including myself, chose the Jets at that time. Weirdly, Did not work out. Weirdly enough, I actually think the Jets were more, like, they would be a yeah. more legitimate to go deep, just because their defense is so good. Yeah. And the Giants' defense isn't good. And when they get Lamar. Yeah, when they get when the Jets get Lamar, they're going to be fine. Oh, gosh. I can't wait to hear Tim when that happens. But yeah. you know, we'll see what ends up happening there. But either way, the Giants did make it through. The Giants looked strong last week. Sure, and they played the worst team in the playoffs. Right, I was just well, not go, the worst team in no, the playoffs. No, but they didn't. But, yeah, it's not. You know, you know what I mean when it comes down to that? Like, with Daniel Jones, he's struggled against the Eagles so far. This, I mean, he only played them once this season. They lost 48-22. I recall this because I had Daniel Jones over passing attempts, and he got <laughs> yanked at the beginning of the fourth quarter because they were losing by so much. The big difference this week, as opposed to what the Vikings were able to do last week, was the Vikings couldn't get home. They generated zero pressure against the Giants. That's not going to be a problem for the Eagles. They're going to generate a ton of pressure. Daniel Jones just found himself on his back the entire time, the last time that they played. And I think it really mitigates what he's going to be able to do in the rushing game. It's not to say they can't win or they're not going to score a ton of points. I just see this being a lower scoring game. Not that I love the under, but like right around where it's at, and that's not what you want. We, like, we need to find what game is probably going to hit the over and like just really stack that one up. Yeah, the the spread on it is seven and a half. It's kind of tricky. Like people want to take those Giants because I think it even started at eight and it already came down some. But to, to that point, it reminds me almost a little bit, Pat, of what we talked about with the Tampa Bay-Dallas game last week where I said it's going to go under. It went under by 0.5, but not in the way we expected. No. You, could, you could see that here where Philly just goes one-sided with this thing because that was a similar situation, right? People wanted Tampa Bay. They wanted to bet on Brady. Brady's beat up these Cowboys. I did. He's in the playoffs. I, I did all of these things. Yes. I, lost, I lost a lot of money. On that, exactly. And I could see that here again, and I could see the Eagles doing it. So I, I tend to agree with you there. I think definitely uh, going to Hurts, like I said, he's 400 bucks less than Mahomes. Mahomes is in the big total. We'll talk about that game. But just going through it, you go to Hurts, you can get all the regulars, right? You get your Goddards, you get your A.J. Browns, Devontae Smiths, you get them in there, and then you can start messing around with some others, but you don't have to. I'm just saying you can just stack that one up conventionally and end up with a pretty good setup here with all the other plays we have. So I'm good crossing off Mahomes amongst the elite guys. I'll probably go a different direction. I'm not going to play Daniel Jones, so that leaves with six quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. I probably want to build three stacks around quarterbacks. We still need to narrow this down a little bit. Uh, when I ran the optimals, the optimal lineup for the week, let's see here, let's generate some lineups. Josh Allen appears in the highest projected lineup of the week. So it is Josh Allen with ETN and Christian McCaffrey at running back, Tyler Boyd, Zay Jones, Juju, and Kelsey, Hayden Hurst, and the Bills D. So it's jo naked Josh Allen in the optimal this week. Uh, in terms of medium projections. The next closest one, the other closest one to it, is Naked Jalen Hurts with Saquon in the ETN, Boyd, Juju, Zay Jones, Kelsey, Hayden Hurst, and Bills D. Kelsey and Hayden Hurst and are just getting spit out everywhere this week, along with one of or two of McCaffrey and Barkley. That's the way that the optimizer 
is choosing to go. Now, obviously, we're not going to build lineups that way, trying to get to the top of GPPs. We want some correlation here if Hertz go. Although Hertz and Allen are weird because they can go off without their receivers. I was just going to say that. That, <laughs> that works for me. Going back to the first one for a second, the most optimal, just so we can get our placement here. I had Josh Allen, Etienne, McCaffrey, Zay Jones, Juju, Boyd. Where does it go from there? Kelsey, Hurst, Bills, D. Okay, perfect. So now we get our starting point and just some takeaways from it. Just looking at it, the, you know, this is the interesting piece is that you have Josh Allen with his defense. We don't see that very often in winning lineups, but it's kind of in the case where he does rush so much. It's not that much different than a running back defense correlation. We know from last week and many, what was last week? Miami defense. Yeah, you gotta say, being, you, what you, the, the new rule is, and we talked about this a little bit during the season, kind of jokingly, although I was kind of serious about it. You that, were always serious on main slates with 14 games. Yes, that ahead. you take the quarterback with the opposing defense that you're going with <laughs> and pray for the situation that we saw last week where Allen just constantly turns the ball over. Yeah. So Miami's defense, they score a touchdown, they get four turnovers, but Allen still gets there anyway because you constantly give him the ball back and the turnovers don't really hurt his overall draft. DraftKings score because I listen I'll take a pick if it means he gets an extra possession to air it out oh for sure of course you know the old Jameis Winston thing back in the day when he was on the Saints he'd throw three picks three touchdowns that that plays pretty well when he's 5,900 or sub 6k in most cases back then but just going back to like I said you have Boyd Hurst against the D who cares these are PPR guys pick up the receptions maybe a touchdown here or there they split they're cheap you've got Two pieces from the KC, two pieces from the Jags in that game where that has the total. You just don't have the quarterback stacked with it. And then you have CMC, who's probably one of the best plays on the slate just based on how the slate plays out and how you can easily afford him. So I don't hate it. Obviously, like I said, we're going to try and put more correlation, more conventional you know, stuff behind it. But I think when we build out, we'll see how they compare. This will continue to project pretty well. So it's funny because in this, there's no Cowboys in this lineup. There are no Giants in this lineup. Stark difference from last week when we had all Giants. It wanted to jam everybody in. We jammed everyone but Richie James, and that worked out. Yeah, we were, we were, that was another good call. Hodgins, baby. Look at that guy go. Hodgins. We said yeah. he was the same guy. He was definitely the same guy and a lot more. He wasn't. He was completely different last week because James did nothing. I mean, I, I actually had a very good football weekend last weekend in terms of DraftKings, although it would have been an exceptional DraftKings weekend if Slayton had just caught the ball mm-hmm. on the very last drive because that gets him an extra catch. It gets him to the bonus of 100 yards, and Lord knows what happens after that. But Yeah. Ayuk dropped a, a touchdown, too, wide open. That one hurt. If, you're, if your Purdy stacks had Debo and Ayuk, you, you had Debo and Brock Purdy go off. But the other, but we, were, we were talking three-gamers. So, yeah, just in general, just saying for the long weekend. So, Allen and Hurts appear to be the two best plays on the slate. When we look at, like, the optimal percentages amongst quarterbacks, they're the two that have the highest optimal rate. And it's by, I mean, I don't want to say a significant amount over Patrick Mahomes, but it's 18.4% on 10,000 simulations from Josh Allen and 18.1% for Jalen Hurts in the same time where Patrick Mahomes is at 15%. So you're getting cheaper, and a lot of that does have to do with salary. You have Mahomes being the most expensive. He's $200 more than Josh Allen. So there are some optimal lineups where maybe Mahomes would be in it, but you can't afford the good piece at the bottom. It's just $100 too expensive, $200 too expensive. Then you would have to drop down to one of the other guys. I'm assuming that's what it is, but I just thought it was interesting that these guys are that Mahomes comes third in terms of optimal rate amongst the elite ones. Yeah, and funny enough, that optimal lineup you gave leaves 200 bucks, which is Mahomes over Allen. And then it stacks up. Then it's Mahomes with Juju with Kelsey, runs it back with Zay Jones and ETN. It's 49.8 is where you sit. And I think he was 8K, right? Yeah. So it's funny to look at it in terms of just medium projections this week. 
Here's how the distribution works amongst the top three guys. You can find all of this at runthesims.com, by the way. Uh, you can customize your totals. You can put in whatever percentages that you want or just use the baseline of everything that's up there. Great for these small slates to figure out your lineups. Additionally, along with props, runthesims.com slash mayo to get all of this. I should mention, too, this is the final DraftKings show that we're doing this year. It's final NFL show. NFL show, yeah. We're still doing golf every single Wednesday. Maybe we'll do a Super Bowl like showdown show or something like that yeah. just for kicks. Uh, but you know, I don't want to do it. We can't do a show on a two-game slate. We could, but it's just like I said, it makes more sense. The uh, this Super Bowl one's a great idea because it's usually a million bucks up top. It's yeah. gonna be a lot of fun. There's some strategy that we can talk through a little bit more. So I, I like that one for sure. Hertz, medium projection, twenty four point eight DraftKings points. Josh Allen, twenty four point seven <laughs> DraftKings points. Mahomes, twenty four point six DraftKings points. So they're basically the same guy this week. So you have to pick right when it comes down to it, or you drop down, like Burrow's the next highest projected at 20.7, then Jones, Lawrence, Purdy, and Dak Prescott. I am guessing that no one uses Purdy or Prescott on this slate. I'd be willing to play Dak and just hope that's the game, that's the shootout, because I could see that happening. Yeah, I'd actually be more inclined to continue to play Purdy, but I also think opposite of what you said, I think people will go back to him and chase because he just had a huge game. The one thing about Purdy, I really don't care. What, it won't be enough, in my opinion, what people go to. What's his optimal show up at? Just curious. Brock Purdy? Yeah. Brock Not Pur- much, but I Brock Purdy's optimal is, actually, it's higher than Lawrence's. It's at 10.4%. See, so if he comes in at anywhere around 7 to 10, I'm still fine with that because you can get overweight pretty easily. And here's the thing about Brock Purdy. I said it last week on the Run Pure Sports Show. We talk, we didn't talk through that slate last week, I don't believe, right? We no, talk, we just talked to Optimal for like a minute. For a minute at the end, yeah. So we, we went through it. And one of the things that I love Brock Purdy last week, I was all over him, was that he does, people like keep worrying about, is Brock Purdy good now? They're blowing it up too far where he's like the next Tom Brady or something. He was something. also not good in the first half last week. Very good in the second half. He also doesn't have to be good. That's what I tried to explain. <laughs> when you have Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, and CMC, and a coach like Kyle Shanahan who can make Garoppolo look good, make these other guys look good, you, you can just set it up for a guy like him to, that's what he did. He was checking it down. What was it? He, he threw it eight yards to Debo who ran it for 71 to the house. Like that is not Purdy. That's just him not, you know, he, he did some things good. He stands in the pocket. He stays through. He doesn't, he doesn't make mistakes though. You see these rookie quarterbacks. We make fun of it all the time. Zach Wilson with our, with our boy, Tim, but Zach Wilson goes backwards, runs sideways, and then looks to throw a pick for whatever reason. He's not really trying, but you know what I'm saying? When he's throwing it downfield just to throw it. This, you don't see that with a guy like Brock Purdy because his coach will have his ass. He just gets down. It's not there. Sit on it. Move on to the next play. Find CMC. Get your first down. And we start over. That's why Purdy and why I can go back to him here. I don't think it's chasing. I just think he's got the talent around him and it just makes sense. Dallas, that pass rush is still existent. So for him to just find the flip up and over to the guys that they find in space, I think there's a lot you could still do. I think there's a lot of meat left on the bone with Brock Purdy at 5,400. Well, his optimal rate is way down. It's the lowest on the slate with Dak Prescott. I just think his pricing gets everyone off of him. He is the worst price of the quarterbacks in comparison to what you can do around him. Like for $400 more, you could get yourself up to Burrow. And I feel like you'd feel much better about that. Or you can take off 700 bucks and play Brock Purdy. And then you can jam better players into your lineup. Or even just the 1v1 Lawrence versus Prescott. I think people are just going to side with the higher total game and go with Trevor Lawrence in that situation. I can just see no one playing Dak Prescott. Yeah, I don't have any interest myself in Dak Prescott, so I'm I'm definitely playing the other side of the game. It's 700 bucks. It's not like I need it to go a long yeah. way. I like his weapons. I like what he's got. And I can still play Lamb. I can still play Schultz. I can play whatever I want in there. 
with that stack. I suppose I could just see this being a situation where San Francisco, although it's been more concentrated recently, can be a lot like Kansas City in that way where Kyle Juszczyk ends up with a touchdown or Eli Mitchell rushes one in and then you still get your San Francisco points that way. You can't run on San Francisco, so I don't expect Pollard or Zeke to really do much in this game unless it's scoring one-yard touchdowns. And even as we saw against Tampa Bay, Dak started taking those in. That you can kind of center everything around Dak, Schultz, and Lamb and just hope that the porous pass defense of the 49ers gets exposed a little bit in this game. I I think that's one way to play this game. I do want to build these Purdy stacks out, though. Yeah, and it is, you know, you did make one key point there, is it all all comes down to stackability as well. And when you got a spot like this where, uh, as we talk about with Trevor Lawrence sometimes, not so much here, but if you go with Dak and you just commit to it and say, I don't see it with the running backs there, then who's left? It's Dak, it's Lamb, it's Gallup if you want to include them, and it's Schultz. Done. That's what you've got to stack with. So at least from that perspective, it does make sense. I like Lamb. I don't really love much else around it. Like, I just don't see going back to Schultz as much. Like, I've got other guys above Schultz, like, you know, Ingram, Kelsey, Goddard, uh, Knox, if you want to play him with Allen in, in those stacks. There's just other guys I can go to there that I think I can get different with. But I do see the merit in what you're saying and being able to stack it up easily. Brock Purdy stacks. Dirty Purdy. I got him in $5,400. Where do I go from here? Yeah, definitely you can stack them with CMC. That's the other thing. Also, you know, you mentioned about this game. If you, if you like the Dak side at all, it's, you definitely think someone's pushing the pace here. So if we do get that, then I could see going even more than just, you know, McCaffrey and one other. But for the sake of this argument, I think we just can go. Purdy McCaffrey Lamb? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. How much is Gallup? 3800 He's cheap. I know that. Is he your second preference? Like, do you like him more than Schultz? Based on just the price and the setup that you only can put one tight end in, I definitely don't mind him. So I prefer it like that, but I prefer just to get to Lamb. How do you feel about fading Debo? I definitely don't like that. I was going to say the second version I would go to this. Like, real real quick, we you and I have done this a bunch of times. I would love to just see Purdy, Ayuk, Debo with lamb and see what we can do you leave cmc out all right let's do that because what we talk about all the time right pat we leave these we take over the wide receiver spots and then see what that leaves us with going back thinking optimally and going to the other stuff so if we go to debo he is still 5900 yeah it's a pretty cheap price and uh iuk's only five thousand. so purdy lamb samuel iuk that's the the shell that we have right now you have fifty two hundred dollars left per player When it comes to defenses on this slate, don't be afraid to take any defense. I think Miami showed us that last week. I agree, and I also think that's kind of the key with these slates because also, too, it's not like we have the expensive D. Like, what is it? I think 3,300 is the most expensive. Yeah, it's the Niners. Yeah, but you can just land wherever at that point. Like, it's not like I need to go down. Jacksonville's 22. I guess you could say, yes, there's 1,100 bucks in savings there. Who cares? If you're not playing Kansas City, guys, go with it. But who cares? Like you said, we can just land where we land. The bigger question is now, if we're not going McCaffrey, do you want to get Barkley, ETN, or what do you want to try and get here and fit in? I, I don't know. I, I have a very poor feel for the running backs on this slate. Like, obviously, McCaffrey, Barkley are such a cut above everyone else that having at least one of the two you think would have to work here. ETN, like, True. like ETN got boxed out of that Chiefs game last night. But, yeah, I think he had 11 carries, and that's essentially all he did in that game. The Jags do seem better at this point. But is there a like if if Hardman wasn't playing, I would feel good about playing McKinnon again. By the way, of course, yeah, we'll we'll wait and see on that. But I do think 
Uh, it, I just smiled a little because I remember this game going back to the game log. It was the one where we, I was told that ETM was going to get all these targets in that game, and he got his three targets, as we expected. So I do hear you on that one. One, one thing I would say, too, though, is to your point on McKinnon, we can do the Pacheco thing over and over and try again. I think it's McKinnon still, even if. I, I know what the Hardman versus McKinnon thing has been, but honestly, now it's the playoffs, and they just got to have their best guys in there. You know, they could try and end around to McKinnon it does, or to uh, Hardman. It doesn't work. Next play, go to McKinnon. But in this lineup, what, I guess, what do you see happening in the Chiefs-Jags game? Because if we're saying all this, it's kind of like, let's go Barkley for the volume. The guy just looked incredible the last couple weeks as well, including last week getting them into this spot. No, it's a different matchup, but still. But you think you want to have a piece of Kansas City here. If, you've, if you, Even if they're up or down, like look at this game. 53-point total, 8.5-point favorite at home. Looks like there should be some points here, man. They don't have the best defense. I think there's going to be some back and forth. Like what I'm saying, Pat, is I believe this total, 53. Like you talked about the other one, how you could see it coming in right around the number. I could see the same for this game or over. I just see this game being quite a bit of a back and forth. So I'm trying to figure out what to do here. So I put in McKinnon and Barkley as the running backs. Right. So that brings us to tight end. We have no Jags, we have no Bills, and we have no Bengals on this team going to be tough to fit those guys in so the cheap bangles that you could go to would be hurst or boyd would -hmm. still fit in here and you could use hurst in your tight end spot if that's the way that you wanted to play it or you could try to cheap out on defense use yeah i guess guess hurst would be the guy because he is only thirty two hundred dollars like he is six hundred dollars cheaper than Knox, who's sort of the cutoff guy because I want to use Ingram as my jag, but he's 4300 bucks, and it, it doesn't work out very well when you kind of scroll through everyone and see what you're left with. Like if I used Ingram and, I don't know, random defense who's not terrible. Bills D, let's say. We have $5,300 left for a flex. That gives us in the range of Singletary, who's under, I bet, this week, so I'm not using him. Juju, Hodgins, Gabe Davis. Maybe Gabe Davis is the play. Yeah, I was thinking about him. We were going to talk about him if we chase him. But I got 5,300 like- left. I actually would go, I, me me personally, how I build, I would go with Juju just because now I get McKinnon and, like, I want, I get two KC pieces. I'm not getting to their quarterback because I'm on a low-priced quarterback. I still want action in that game. And you've got McKinnon, Ingram, Juju. You got solid pieces. You still get the Buffalo D going against Cincy and that porous O-line that Cincinnati has there for Joe Burrow. And then you've got... You know, your Brock, Debo, Ayuk, Lamb stack with Barkley because you don't have CMC in this build. We also have no Eagles in this build. It's another point to bring up, yeah. We so, could use Eagles D if we wanted to. We could upgrade Bills D to... We have enough money to do... We have enough money to... Actually, we don't. We can get up to Chiefs D. So let me we can't... Take, let me take out Ingram, Lamb, Bills D. And what, what if we can get Goddard in at 4,500? Does that allow us to get like ETN and close this thing out? Well, or what, what you're you're going like? to take out Lamb, so we have no Cowboys in the stack anymore. Or sorry, no. I was trying to see if we if we can go to Goddard with one of the Cowboys, like a Lamb or something like that. Yeah, you can. So Goddard, Lamb, Buffalo. Goddard, Lamb, Buffalo. Yeah, you can just switch out Ingram I, I, for Goddard. I like that. Now you've got two. You have no Jags, but you've got. This is basically if you got San Francisco to win, Kansas City to win. Buffalo to win and Philly to win. If you got those four favorites, you, you've got the spot here. This is the build. And then you get Saquon. But again, you're going to, like you saw in the, the optimals, you end up with CMC with no other 49ers. If you got no CMC and you've just got Barkley, I'm okay with that build too. How many lineups do you think are going to have both those guys in it this week? CMC and Barkley? Yeah. 
I think it'll be pretty popular. Just uh, the, the the issue becomes is you can't afford the good receivers. Like on this one, like who doesn't love Diggs and Chase this week? It's gonna be really hard to play Diggs and Chase. Yeah, that's true. That, and and all those lineups are gonna look exactly the same just because the running backs suck this week. Like, yeah. who are the cheap running like who who is the cheapest running back you feel good about this week? Remember, always play Boston Scott against the Giants. Maybe it's him. People, people do did mention him. I, I don't know. Probably oh, he always scores. A, he just randomly always scores a touchdown against the Giants. Like yeah. point, even when you look at points per dollar this week at running back in terms of projections, you know who the best points per dollar running back is? Saquon Barkley. Still CMC or Saquon? I was it's, say it's, probably. it's Barkley, McCaffrey, Etn, Sanders, Mixon. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. That's not really doing us any good. And Sanders, like, that's always the conversation to be had, but, man. I never play Sanders. Every time I play Sanders, he legitimately gets 1.5 points. Yeah, I, I never made the weeks where he got the good scores, that's for sure. I'm with you on that. But it's just crazy that even, like, the snaps and everything, like, they just continue to move it around and go elsewhere. Hertz is there. You just have so much going on that at 5,700, he seems challenging to get to. And it's like even the snaps he's been playing is kind of like the snaps James Cook's been playing. The different Like, James Cook plays low snaps but he gets the ball when he's out there and getting snaps. So, yes. and, and then he's been pretty good with it. So I'm not saying he's the play. I'm just saying when you look at that option where he's at home against Cincinnati, 4,800 bucks, you can go to Singletary too for 400 more, but I'm saying it's tough for me to go to Sanders and play him as my Philly guy. I'd rather try out like an, a one-off of Goddard, Devontae, A.J. Brown, Brown something yeah. just to get a guy that I actually think is going to get a touchdown or maybe two. Watch this finally be the game. The, the Miles Sanders playoff breakout game. Oh, God. So let's rebuild this Brock Purdy one before we jump on to someone else here. So let's play one with him and McCaffrey in it as well. So then do you want to take a Barkley for Debo, or what do you want to well, let's see. Me- mess around with that? I mean, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to mess around with it. Like, if you had your preference here, because I still want to have sort of a, a 49ers onslaught, I'd like to kind of stack up this game a little bit more at this point, but we need to lose one of Debo or Ayuk. Let's just lose Debo for now. Let's get, see what that gets us. I mean, we don't like have. We don't have to. We probably have more, but like you could. So essentially, you could build this exact same lineup. You take out McKinnon and you put in McCaffrey. You remove Debo and you've put in Gallup. That's the two v two. Does that work? Yeah. Yep. With and you still have a hundred bucks left. And that still has Berkeley, McCaffrey, Lamb, Gallup, Ayuk, Goddard, Juju, and Billsdy, with Purdy. Yeah, I like that. That's. Another good setup, Gallup and Lamb with the three-man stack of Ayuk, McCaffrey. Yeah, you, you got a good lineup with that one. I think that's that's pretty solid, and you still have Juju for a piece from that side. You still have a guy like Goddard for a piece in that game, and you actually have the Barkley-Goddard secondary stack as well, mini stack there. So Unless there's someone, like, let's just put Gallup on blast for a second. So you could have Gallup. Zay, oh no, Zay Jones, too expensive. Slayton, Tony, Boyd, Richie James, Valdez, Scantling. May or may not play Hardman, Marvin Jones, or Gallup. Now, Gallup makes more sense for this lineup, but you could move one of those guys into your receiver and move Goddard into Schultz if you wanted to. I think I like this setup more because I still yeah. get Goddard. But That's what I was wondering, too. Like, the Schultz spot here, if we took out... We take out Goddard and Gallup and use Schultz. Yeah, let's do that. Let's go. I, I think I gotta move Lam- f- Lamb ends up in my flex, right? So I got to move him back right quick, but just go into that. $4,200 for a receiver. So you can't even afford Slayton, actually. Actually, you can. You, you land on Slayton at 4200 Now you could downgrade your defense, for example, and go from Bills to, I don't know, Giants, let's say. The Giants did sack Hurts or Hurts four times in even the game that they blew out. 
uh, they got blown out in that game. Or he just played Bengals D at 2400 bucks. Like, Josh Allen's not going to make a mistake? Come on now. Well, one thing, that's what I was going to say. That's been working, first of all. Second of all, we didn't put any bills in this lineup. Well, it's, it's tough to fit in bills to this lineup. So let's just say we play the other side of that. Take out Bills D for Bengals D, $2,400. Then you can get up to Zay Jones, Zay Jones. as that, a receiver. That projects the best, too. It's still six points behind your optimal originally. Yeah. But it still projects the best of anything we've done yet. And then you get Brock Purdy, McCaffrey, Ayuk. You run it back with Schultz and Lamb. You've got the setup for Barkley just to play in there. And then you've got Zay Jones' secondary stack with Juju. And since you have no bills, you may as well just jam the Cincy D, plus they make mistakes. And they can spread it out, especially with McKenzie if he comes back. Yeah, you're hoping for a Beasley touchdown, a Shakir touchdown. Which can be a real A James thing. Cook Sha- rushing touchdown. Shakir fell on one last week, pretty much almost in there. Like, they, they've got options. Beasley caught one last week. Knox caught one last week. Like, there's other ways that you can go with it. So I definitely think that's a lot more interesting than some of the stuff we looked at so far. It just becomes now... Again, it's not like you have to jam everybody into all your lineups. We're saying now, if you have no Eagles, you really do almost have to map it out on these shorter slates and these four gamers and and stuff like this, where it's kind of like a showdown thought process of how do I really see the entire slate playing out? And then how do I get that? For example, I saw last week, these are some good lineups in the higher stakes, smaller field stuff. It was basically like, give me four bills, give me four Bengals and whatever I land on in between. And people just saying like the Bills smash, the Bengals. But it's not exactly what happened. My point was all... But that's the thought. But, but you're trying to project out the week. Like who are the two teams that are going to go off? Right. Let's overstack those and fig- figure out. Yeah, like I saw, I saw another one. It was like Purdy, CMC, Debo, Ayuk. It might have been Kittle. I can't remember. They did basically four San Francisco, but then they got the other piece. No, it wasn't um, Kittle because then they had Knox, James Cook, and Diggs in the same lineup. So it was like a setup where they were saying it's going to be the 49ers and the Bills smash. And they did put up a lot of points, both teams. But that's how you can just rack up points versus trying to worry about this guy's too cheap and he's in a great spot. And if he does well, of course those help and you need value plays to make it work. But that's how those lineups built and they got there. So it's just interesting when you set it up that way. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. 
As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, I like the discussion around this because we should talk about who are the filler pieces this week. You jammed in all of the good players you want to jam in from two separate teams. Last week, it was Hodgins. It was, I mean, most people, I think, landed on Richie James. If you had the money, you could get to Hodgins. And that was just a 1v1 that worked out really well on one side. The, the, the coin landed on the right side if you made that move. Yeah. This week, if you're paying down, like, you could do double tight end. That could work because the tight ends are good and they're relatively cheap. Yeah, I think it worked last week. Didn't, did Everett and Allen both went off on the main slate. Gerald Everett for the Chargers. Yeah. And, and then... Um, Oh, sorry, and uh, Hawkinson, Ingram, Hawkinson, Everett. There was like a combination of those three basically all crushed. So you could play double tight end for sure. So the cheapest option that we're looking at, and this is still like median in terms of salary, is Zay Jones at $4,700, projects out really well, shows up in a ton of optimals. Bills D at 2900 is the other one that kind of pops up. You can go any way you want with that. Schultz at 4200 Ingram and Goddard all appear inside the top 15 of optimal results because they can be used in the flex as well. And that's just a great way to get your savings. And those three guys in order. I just really thought that was interesting over, because like last week, James was popping and Hodgins was popping in these different scenarios when you were able to pay down. KJ Osborne was another one that didn't end up, I mean, he scored a touchdown. He didn't really do anything in that game, but he was popping up as one of the cheaper options that you could go to to fill in your lineups. It does seem like this week, in terms of like regular positions, like the cheaper tight end that everyone can use is Hayden Hurst. But outside of that, like Tyler Boyd seems to be sort of like the fill in at 4,000 bucks. We talked about Gallup potentially being another one. Like those seem like the only reasonable ones, don't they? <laughs> yeah. And they kind of suck the way you're saying them. Like that's one thing I will say, we'll get crushed for this because people hate these builds, but I actually think the two tight end build is very viable this week. When you look at losing, like we don't have running backs that we love at those prices. You feel like you're forcing a Sanders, a McKinnon with Hardman back. You feel like you're forcing a James Cook or a Singletary just to play them. Now, we played this game last week and we kept landing on J.K. Dobbins and we were like, yeah, let's, let's rebuild and not land on J.K. Dobbins. It's true. We should have just played J.K. Dobbins. Yeah. It was you, forcing us to play and we were like, no, we'll figure this out. And you could have done that, and it worked. But I'm saying also, even going back to last week, it would have been. It's not. Like, I know this sounds like hindsight or results oriented, but when you think back, like Everett, um, who else? Schultz. We talked about uh, Ingram, Hawkinson. Like all the tight ends smash, man. Like they just get there and they actually get targets. They're too cheap. Here you've got Ingram, Schultz, Kel- Kelsey, seventy-seven hundred. So leave him out. Hurst, Knox, Goddard, Kittle. They're all affordable, 5,700 or less. That, to me, feels way better than trying to fit another running back into the flex just to hope you land on the J.K. Dobbins of the week. Well, it's funny, too, because if you do look at points per dollar and just sort by wide receivers and tight ends, Zay is the best points per dollar, tied with Hayden Hurst, weirdly enough. There's the two best points per dollar plays on the slate. So after Zay Jones, it's five tight ends. I was just going to say, I've got Ingram, I've got Kelsey, Schultz, Hurst, and Goddard. Yeah, so... Uh, you know, and Kelsey's expensive. I get he's replacing another wide receiver, so I'm not necessarily saying that, but I think that's funny too. Just the truth of it, Pat, is people also think when you say two tight end, oh, the only way I would do that is if I'm treating Kelsey or, you know, in regular season, a Mark Andrews or someone like that as a, a, another because wide receiver. Because you need to do that 
on a slate with 14 games. Right. Because you can use like a legitimate receiver in that spot. Because there are legit options. Yeah, like this, this week, the it's really between like, hey, do you want to use Evan Ingram or Tyler Boyd? Or Richie James. That's what I'm saying, and that's where I agree, and that's why I was bringing that up. Because this week, do you want to play Kelsey, or do you want to play one of Jamar Chase, Diggs, A.J. Brown, or even C.D. Lamb for cheaper? I have options at wide receiver. I don't necessarily have to do that. I'm not saying it's bad. It's a great spot to go, but I also can play one of them with Kelsey in the tight end. I'm just saying we're talking about for our value play in the flex, basically, that you can pick another tight end of the cheaper options that we mentioned where points per dollar, you're seeing the Ingrams, the Schultz, the Hurst, the Knox, the Goddards, those guys pop up. And I like that. What do you make of Richie James is still same price, $3,900 this week, yet no one wants to play him this week. (laughs) One thing I will say about that is I I just got to see, but did you see the picture of, I think it was Hodgins foot. That he played through? Yeah, he played through. He's fine. He's, do you think he's still fine? Because I mean, he, played, he finished the game and he was great. It was the best game of his career. It was incredible. I get it. We we called it. We were on him. I'm saying, but I, I don't know. For this week, it you know, at least worried me some. I want to get an update on that foot. It looked very bad. But I'm sure he's fine. He can go again, do it all over again. I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't... I, I don't still, see the, the flop lag of Richie James. Like, I, the reason I we just, weren't on him last week was not just because of ownership. It was also because we said there's, like, three guys that are him for the same price. True. And now he's cheaper, but there's a lack. Uh, there's a complete dearth of cheaper receiver options this week. Yeah. That yeah. if you don't like Gallup, Richie James is kind of the only plausible guy you can put in. Or Tyler Boyd. Like, those three. And it, isn't he the exact same up. price? He's 39. We yeah. played 41 for Hodgins. But, but Hodgins is 49 now. Like, he's, they're not in yeah, the yeah. same tier. Slayton is the one who's in the tier. He's 4,200 if you wanted to get to him. And I don't know if Maddox is playing or not for the Eagles. He's like the one Eagle who is kind of iffy to play this week that I, I kind of always side with Slayton because he can kind of have the, like we even saw it on, I mean, he dropped that touchdown where the play was just, oh, stuff's coming, chuck it up to Slayton in the end zone. Like yeah. that's a play that the Giants run. <laughs> yeah, he likes them. There's no doubt about that. I mean, maybe we just do it again, Pat. Maybe we just say, let's let's move it all over to our guy Slayton. He, he's getting a little ownership, but not. I, I actually think James will be the lowest owner. Of the th- I, I don't know about Hodgins and his price at this point, but Slayton v. Richie James this week, I think more people play Slayton. I think they do too. But I mean, I don't know if that's worse. It, good it or ends bad. up being the same conversation we have in golf. We're like, oh, he's if he was eight percent, I would play him. But now that he's twelve, I can't do it. We're talking like eight versus twelve or something here. Probably is my guess, and I'm no, I'm still gonna side with the guy that can do it basically on one play. Who you just talked about with Slayton, his price didn't change either. And he also played basically all the snaps last week. He played something like I think ninety percent, sixty-five of seventy or something like that. So I just don't want to delude myself into thinking that the Giants are going to be able to effectively and efficiently move the ball exactly like they did last week when they were playing a team that seemed like they had three players on defense. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> like again, the Eagles are going to play defense. That That is true. And also <laughs> it goes back to the previous conversation we just had. Again, you can play them both because they're cheap enough and one can go in the tight end slot. But Ingram and Schultz are the same price as trying to figure out this Giants roulette at wide receiver. Did a good job on it last week. So you guys got to take your money, leave the table and run. I, I mean, I don't know if you want to go up to Hodgins at 4,900. If you're stacking those spots up, I get it. But, you know, we could do our Hertz builds now probably and run it back and see how where we land on that. So let's use Hertz. Do you, I mean, you do want to have a run back, but I think that the over hits in this San Francisco and Dallas game. Because so I think that San Francisco's run defense, very good. Pass defense, bit suspect. Mm-hmm. And that if Dallas can figure that out early and not be like, you know what we need to do? Establish Zeke for three quarters. And they're like, fuck it, let's just air it out. Yeah. Then we're looking good with the builds that we have with all these guys in the game. 
more plays, passing plays, more yardage, high, longer touchdowns, PPR guys get there at the same time. If we do an Eagle stack, like I could see the, listen, it's on the lower end of the outcomes, I could see the Eagles absolutely waxing the Giants, like 33 to 3 or something. Like, there's always one of these games in the divisional round that is non competitive. This feels like it could be a non competitive game, just like the Jag side. Although the Jags have enough skill guys with Lawrence that. And they throw such short passes. The Chiefs D is bad anyway yeah. that I feel like they're going to get points. They might be down by 20, but they're going to come back and score some fantasy points for us. If the Giants get going bad, they could get going real bad. I agree 100%. That's why I compared it to the Tampa Bay-Dallas <laughs> one. And Tampa Bay got that late touchdown as well. It would have been even worse if not. And that's what I'm saying. It's just a one-sided affair. It doesn't go their way early. They start making mistakes. And then, boom, you've got Philly 31-7 to or 31-14 game. And that's going to play very well in daily fantasy because we know where those points typically are going to come from. So you don't have to double stack it, but I also think a lot of people know that when they go with Hertz. So why not? Like, like I guess that's the the play here. Like, if you're going to go try the AJ Brown version, he's expensive. If we have to drop him down, we can. But can you do a Hertz, McCaffrey, Burke. Brown? I'm just getting McCaffrey, and I know it's not to do with this game or this stack. I'm saying, but that leaves us. Where you know, we, we almost have to have like a Goddard. Schultz. I, I see where you're going with this here. So to try and get the pieces in, right? So I mean, I don't want to be playing man hurts against uh, Kansas no, City at, at the min. Does Hurst work in this lineup at all? Just because he's so cheap, or he, would he you does? Pre- but or would reason- you prefer to stay away from that? Well, the, the, I was preferring that. I think, like again, if I'm double stacking it, because I think most would single it. I want to go with Goddard because okay. like, people just know Hertz can run in three touchdowns. So say you don't have to double it. It's true. You don't. I'm saying if we want to be different with it, I liked you, the point you brought up about Dallas. And if that game going back and forth and it, we need another cheap piece instead of Gallup, you could go with Schultz so that we could still get some Kansas city. Cause I'd rather a Kansas city wide receiver. I'd rather a Dallas tight end or what L- L- lamb, not really Gallup at 3,800 is not my preference. Sure. So let's try to, figure this in i mean get i don't know if we can get a kansas city wide receiver is the thing unless you're playing like tony no i'm thinking like juju still no i mean i threw barkley and mccaffrey into this lineup so Uh, you're not getting that then so let's see boyd and probably on bengals d at this point i am on bengals d you get like an mvs god it gets very thin so it'd be like hertz aj brown goddard with barkley coming back Boyd, Valdez, Scantling, Schultz, Bengals D. Yeah, I think you got to pull McCaffrey. That's not. That's definitely not good. It projects horribly. So yeah, I mean, uh, if, if you have he, to go to Debo over McCaffrey. I'm just saying, if you're not playing McCaffrey, you slide someone in. So you go yeah, Ayuk or Debo. But who's the other running back that we use now? That's what you have to decide. But you still only need one more. Barkley at least makes sense for the stack. You can go ETN now. I would say Jarek for me. It's cheaper. Yeah, sure. Six thousand bucks. It gets us that chief that we didn't have, and oh, Man, it still lands. We're we're, sh- we're short by a hundred dollars on Debo. We could use IU instead. Well, who do you have in? I, I, I had that exact same lineup. I mean, I, look here. Let's let's. But I, I've got Hertz, Brown, Goddard with Barkley. I can get McKinnon, Debo. Actually, one sec. Let's go to Ayuk. I think I got the build. Just one sec. You're just triple stacking the Niners. No, I got it. It's good. Jose, this is perfect. This is a great build. I got, and it projects decent. Hertz, AJ Brown, Goddard. The run back is Barkley. You get the secondary stack of McKinnon and Zay Jones in there. Then you've got Ayuk and Dalton Schultz secondary stack using a second tight end and flex, and you land on Bengals D because you're not playing any bills. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Has two secondaries and a full standard 3-1. 
good pieces. McKinnon, Zay, Ayuk, Goddard, and Schultz. That's our value plays to get the rest in. You so, don't get CMC or Debo in the San Francisco side, but you know you got to have some stuff go your way. That, I, I don't hate that. What, what are you thinking? I like that. The only other one I was thinking of, instead of using Schultz as the flex and not using IU, could you use Kittle as the flex and get to the Kittle piece of that game. And then that opens up know, whatever you want to do at receiver in any other spot. How much is Kittle again? 57? Yeah, he's $100. $200 less than Debo. But yeah, yeah. You can go, yeah, the one that you just laid out, Hertz, Barkley, McKinnon, A.J. Brown, Zay Jones, IU, Goddard, Dalton Schultz, Bengals, D. Now, what if we did this instead? This one, obviously, a bit riskier, but if you go back and game log watch about what's been going on with the Eagles, let's just remove A.J. Brown and put in Devonta Smith. Yeah, he's fine. I think that's fine anyway, by the way, just so you know. I don't think it was, uh, you know, it was talks. You and I even had the conversation a little bit. Was it a product of Minshew coming in? But it was before that, too. If you go back, there were still other good games in there. And it's obviously a guy that is very talented. It ends up almost like the, to me, I know it's A.J. Brown and how good he is and the touchdowns and all that, but we, we see it all the time. Lockett beats Metcalf. We see Higgins beat Jamar Chase. Like, there's teams with two alpha wide receivers that still happens. They, they have the game instead of the other guy. And what ends up happening, too, is the teams account for that. Like, A.J. Brown can get the bracket up top, or Jamar Chase gets that, and then Higgins has the game. We see it all the time. They're actually better. I know in the Higgins example, he is better when he's out there with Chase than he is when he's out there without Chase. Even though it's a freed-up spot, the D just says, all right, now let's react to this guy. Make them throw to Irwin with the long locks going into the... the he didn't do it for me last week. He needed one catch. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't pull it. Him and Ray Ray really let me down couldn't last week. Couldn't come through. All right. So, so if you just replace A.J. Brown in this lineup with Devontae Smith, it frees up $500. So you can go from Bengals to Bills D if you wanted to. The thing is, I don't know what it frees us up to do. You could still do the same setup I just had at a, at a slightly worse projection. You can go Jalen Hurts, Devontae instead of A.J. Brown with Goddard, with Barkley. Same setup. Mm -hmm. You can go McKinnon with Zay. Same. And then instead of Ayuk and Schultz with Cincy D, it's Debo with Gallup and Cincy D. So you go Debo from Ayuk. You go Gallup down from Schultz, and you land on all the same stuff. It's Devontae instead. So it's a 3v3. It's Brown, Ayuk, and Schultz versus Devontae Smith, Debo, and Gallup. And you still end up with the same game stack. So the other thing that you can do here is take out... Oh, shit. Why did I just do that? Now I can't remember who I have in. Let me re-import this. Take out A.J. Brown. Put in Devontae Smith. And you can get rid of Jarek and get him up to ETN. I know that doesn't work either. I thought I was going to be able to go to Zay Jones and move him up to Juju, but that doesn't work. I don't have enough money to do that. We can probably find it, though. Let me well, well it I mean, we can most definitely find it. I, I because the one thing I will say is I, I, don't, I, can I don't mind Juju this week at 5,100. I, I actually think he's good, and I like that little secondary stack that you said. That leaves me. F it, work, it works out. You move Schultz to Gallup. That's how it works. Ooh, I actually found a better version. It's closer to what we had before. It projects the best of the three. Hertz, Devontae, Goddard, Barkley. Now it's e instead of Zay McKinnon, it's ETN Juju, and it's Gallup with Ayuk. So you still get the two. Yeah, that, that's what I have. That's what I have in right now. Yeah, with the Cincy D, it's another good one. Yeah, that one projects the best. You say? Yeah, I think it's my favorite one so far that we've done. If if you can get behind Gallup here, I think you can be fine with it. You could also remove Gallup, but I mean Dallas should be able to put up some points and. Like Gallup had a decent game. It wasn't horrible. How do you feel about the like Pollard Zeke? against the Niners 
So I think that they will come in wildly under owned. Like they're not going to project well. I don't think that they're going to do well. I happen to be wrong all the time. What's the sim? What do the sims say here? Let's go to it first. I'll pull up my side. Go to the sims and yeah. See, see what what are, what are the you know we talked already about some of these other running backs with obviously Etn, Barkley, McKinnon. We know Pollard is sixth in the optimal at running back at twelve percent. Zeke is ninth. Like Zeke comes in behind James Cook in terms of the optimal rate. Now I, I get that there's a price difference. Yeah, uh, but James Cook actually projects his base projection is for more points than Zeke is this week. Like Pollard is projected for eleven point nine fantasy points, medium projection against the Niners. That's behind Sanders. That's the same as Pacheco. That's behind Mixon, and not in the and it's behind Etn, who's more than Mixon, and then Barkley and McCaffrey are just on like a different level. Yeah, I'm always gonna feel the same about it. I think Pollard's better, but the challenge is too, and being in the playoffs and all that. Forget the Sims aside, we just gotta kind of think: is that what's most likely to happen? Is that Zeke ends up getting a couple one yard touchdowns, and he's more of like the jk dobbins style where it's you think he's shit it's not supposed to happen and then all of a sudden you know things just work out that way seattle cheats on d or sorry san francisco cheats on d all of a sudden lambs a a pi at the one there's your first zeke touchdown a couple good runs and they stack up what do you think or you tell yourself the story that you use dak and the way to stack it up is with lamb and pollard and pollard gets all his work through the receiving games we've seen that i think twice this year where they're just like, yeah, we can't really run the ball. We're just going to throw swing passes to Tony Pollard the entire game and basically not use Zeke outside of the situation that you talked about. Yeah. So what you have to pray for is that Pollard gets in from the 11-yard line and doesn't get stopped at the one, <laughs> then gets taken out. I mean, that these those are the sort of breaks that you would need on this sort of slate. Yeah. I, I don't understand playing Zeke. Like, you are legitimately playing for 15 carries for 50 yards and three touchdowns if you're playing Zeke. At least with Pollard, he's good enough to get there. Yeah, the difference is, to, I mean, I'm just saying what my thoughts are, and it's, you know, people probably don't like them, but the Pollard situation to me is like a, a backwards Pacheco. He's way better. We know he, we know he's better. He should get all the work. When he does get all the work, when Zeke, his best games, when Zeke was out, he dominated and went off. We, why don't they just let that apply and go the other way? He's way better. I think he's better than Pacheco. My point being, though, is that we just end up in the same situation, but actually have to pay more for it. And it, we just expect it and hope for it and if things break our way, but they just never do. They I mean, don't. They, they, they do and they don't. I would say that if we're thinking about, because if we're trying to win a tournament, I don't really care about the baseline projection right. and that there is no circumstance where I would put those two next to each other and have someone argue that Zeke's upside in any single game is anywhere near Pollard's. No. And that's, like I'm saying, that's even if he scores three touchdowns, there's yeah. still a path to Pollard outscoring him in that game. Yeah, the, the difference is they're both so bad that, like, you look at the... Like, they never get more than 15 points. The only time Pollard did, he does get more, but it's when Zeke was out in the 22s and the 39s and that. The argument would be here, Pat, is all price. We have nobody that... We, we said Sanders, no, at 5,700. Pacheco, no, 5,500. Singletary Cook, risky, but I guess you could take your shot there. It's really kind of the same thing for a little bit cheaper. Zeke falling into a couple one-yard touchdowns, I don't know if that's enough even, but that's how it looks. It's like when we talked about Jamal Williams... During the regular season, he might get you three touchdowns on a 14-game main slate and not be required because it's worth 18 points and change <laughs> for the one or two yards that came with them. That's just what he gets. What about Elijah Mitchell, 4,700? I didn't consider him, but... He, he scored last week. He actually got utilized a lot less. Like He has had a very poor rushing game. I th- think he still ended up with like nine carries in that game, scored a receiving touchdown. It's not like he doesn't play. Like His path to scoring fantasy points is exactly the same as Elliott's. And the one thing you could do by playing Mitchell is not play McCaffrey. 
Like you hope that Mitchell siphons off the McCaffrey points. Yeah. You collect those McCaffrey points, meaning McCaffrey doesn't quite get there, and you have Barkley, and Barkley is the one who gets there. And then you're still not worried about that other running back slot. You save $4,000 at running back, and then you can go up and get Diggs, Chase, Brown, whoever it might be, Kelsey, if that's who you wanted. Yeah, one thing I will say about him, he's actually probably the most enticing, even though on projections can be horrible. And on yeah, Sims, you, I know, but this the reason I would sub him in is because he's the other version of Cook. He played like 14 snaps last week, got nine carries. That means when he's and, out there, and it's caught a carry. touchdown. Correct. And I don't know if you saw the numbers, but four red zone rush attempts, three three red zone pass attempts in his his direction. So of 14 snaps, and you get that kind of work. It's not going to be the same every week, but twofold. You said it, threefold really. Price leverage based on getting off of CMC and actual opportunity in a good offense at home. So there is three reasons to go there, even though who cares what your projections say, it will be under projected. But what do we do? Let's use, let's say we start a lineup with him, Pat, because I, I want to go with this for a second. So I think you have, if, if you play Elijah Mitchell, you have to play Saquon. Okay. So now we're going Saquon. I, I don't disagree. So I'm with you. Now, what stack are we saying that we like the most here? Is it the Josh Allen one? Like I was going to say, we could afford Allen, Diggs and Davis That's, or, or okay. Knox or whoever. But if you wanted to play this stack, you could also play this stack with that hurt stack that we just played. You can play it with either. I would say, you know, at that point though, we talked about Philly smashing. Do you, what do you think is better? Do you think it's going with the Philly stack with the expensive guy? Like you can go Phil, you can go, um, we can go Hertz, Brown, Goddard. But if this stuff aside that makes it work, someone said to you right now, you can go that stack or you can go Allen Diggs Knox or Allen Diggs Davis. Which stack do you want? Which, which one are you picking? You only get one. Bills. I'm going Bills, and I'll tell you why. I mean, we can still use the Barkley. We can still get our Philly piece in here. But I, I think I think Burrow is going to push. Push. That's the whole thing. And we just literally saw them basically almost lose to Miami. Why don't we just play Burrow? I don't. I don't like Burrow. I, I'm just saying it because again, it comes with. To, again, like now you got Chase. Higgins, Hurst. Chase is gonna eat these guys up. You think? Yeah. All right. Then go with them. So let's see. Let's see. Seventy-eight hundred. I, I want to do this with. I want to do this with Allen. Okay. Let's let's build the Allen with Elijah Mitchell in it as the pure. Just that's the one you can build the chalkiest lineup in the world at this point. You're okay. not using McCaffrey. You're using Mitchell. Your your lineup is unique. So why don't we try this then? Let's see. Allen Diggs. Let's go Davis Hurst. And get the stack. Oh, that's interesting. Because then we'd still maybe. I, I wanted to play Jamar, but that's me. I well, I, well, let's try it. I, I don't think. And you you have to use Hurst at that point too. But we're talking about a game that. No, no, no. Let's do that. Let, let's go Hurst. And then you can go down to Giants D. Let's say because we're not using any Eagles in this lineup. We have thirty six hundred dollars left for a flex, unfortunately. Yeah. Who's thirty nine hundred that we looked at earlier? Well, Gallup's thirty eight hundred. Richie James is 3,900. Marvin Marvin Jones is 3,600. He's the best of those guys. So if you you wanted to use Jags D, you could get to Michael Gallup or Richie James. Yeah, I don't really like him that much. Like I said, I don't like him enough. I, I I have no problem using Jags D. And it's not even a product like some people probably say, like, I thought you said you could play guys against them. You definitely can. I'm saying, like, the point is that it's just, you know, you land on them. Who cares? I just play them because I'm not playing any Chiefs. That makes sense to me. The uh, the other thing you could do is you could just jam Knox. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You could jam Knox and have a hundred bucks left over. I like that better. Yeah, I definitely like that better. But then you have to use Jags D. That, who now, cares? Now, We're not playing any Chiefs. Like, but but like th- this is tough too. Like you can. Let's see. Where was Gallup? What can you do here? 
And this is because I'm no. Ju- it's easy. Is you gotta t- you gotta you, take out one of these guys. You take out Chase. Yeah. You just you, take you, out Chase. Even if you just turn Chase into Higgins, you have a we have way more money to work with. Also, isn't Higgins free on this slate? Yeah, fifty eight hundred bucks. Yeah, he, he like let's just swap out Chase with Higgins. Take, <laughs> and then, t- then you can get Debo with the Jags. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I know it's you know. Or you can get Ayuk with a defense that you like more. You can get let's see. Take it out because we haven't used any. Eagles, I just don't. I don't any, love an ED. But what I would say is where we're not going with Philly guys, or you could use Eagles D and Zay Jones, and have two hundred bucks left if you wanted it. Is there any way to get Chiefs in here? No, no. There's like almost no way. I guess you'd have to go um, uh, Juju. You could go Juju. Juju and Bills D or Dallas D. But it's against that. I, I mean, I'd be fine with the Bills D and just playing Higgins and Hurst against them. It's it's a game stack, like stack it up. But I was just trying to get a Chief in there. But you still, yeah, hey, you, you could use Cowboys D if you wanted. I'm trying to I mean, Dallas D, tons of pressure. Eli or not Eli Mitchell, Brock Purdy, you know, second career playoff start, still a rookie, going to potentially face a big pass rush. Yeah, Cra- and you're just using Cra- Eli Mitchell to score touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, you can use them against again. We talked. You're, you're essentially using them. Eli Mitchell to negate McCaffrey. That's the reason for the play. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And just to make it all work and try and jam as much as you possibly can in. You have the Bills-Bengals game. Okay, let's take out these guys. Let's take out Al. Let's go back. Let's try and Philly side of it. Uh, I just want to see if that works out any better. I think the Philly side works out because there's no expensive piece outside of Barkley to bring back. Barkley's already in this And he's already – that's where I was – yeah, you're saying what I was going to go to. Uh, So now we go try and go A.J. Brown and and just You could use Devonta Smith if you wanted to. You could use both those guys in this lineup works. So maybe if you go like take out Allen Diggs. Well, who's your favorite tight end this week besides Kelsey? I'm gonna say Kelsey. No, besides Kelsey, uh, I don't really have In- Ingram. Maybe. Okay. So I-, I think there's a way for Ingram to do a lot of damage in that game, especially if they're in catch-up mode. So I want to see what that looks like. If you go Ingram, Juju, Devonte Smith. So Hertz. How much is Devonte? Brown th- seventy-two. Well, I have eleven hundred dollars left for a tight end. That's good, right? Yeah, that's the issue. We're, I think we're done here. Let me see this one. That's if you have Juju in there, though. Well, I'm, here, I'm just going to throw in Ingram at 43. How can I make this work? It, it's the Juju piece doesn't work at all. So we go down to Bengals D, save ourselves another 600 bucks off Cowboys D. We'll go back to our guy Gallup. Leaves you at 4,500. It's Higgins. It, it's Higgins... So take out Higgins. Yeah, it really projects so bad. I was going like you, you could get use like Hertz, Gallup. Brown. It, you just end up on like a huge stack of one game. One offs yeah. is what you're ending up with. But that's where I keep saying it. Like he's a, I, I don't think Gallup is going to be my savior this week. No, but he's just a good price. Yeah, but when you when you've already got you know Elijah Mitchell and they, I guess you're, we're trying to do too much with it. I think the conventional version of it is. Well, let's, let's Maybe try. the two tight end version of what we said. Well, that, that's actually what I was just looking like Goddard, at. Goddard, Ingram, Bengals, D. You could still have Devontae Smith or one of those guys in there. Like, who, who do you prefer? Well, here's what you can do. You can go Hertz, Barkley, Mitchell, Brown, and Bo- Brown and Devontae Smith all together. So there's like your game stack with Hertz and Barkley, the receivers, and Elijah Mitchell. Tower Boyd at $4,000 as a one-off with Bengals D just because Bengals D you can fit in there. Ingram at tight end Schultz at the flex. It's not great. Yeah. Well, it's because I think you're doing too much. Like you, first of all, these guys are almost both $8,000. 
with their $8,000 quarterback, it's really hard for them all to get there. You need to pick, in my opinion, A.J. Brown or Devontae. Whose game is it? And then Quez Watkins. No, and then leave <laughs> Dallas Goddard in. And then you could still have Ingram that you like. Like, I like Ingram. I'm with you there. But I think it's like picking one of those guys. If you go A.J. Brown, we can now get maybe Juju and okay, so Debo. Here, here's an example. And this projects much better, of course. You got Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown. Barkley. Goddard Barkley. Then you've got Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel, Juju Smith-Schuster, Ingram in the flex, and whatever. It doesn't matter because the later game, it'll be it'll be uh, Goddard in the flex, but then Cincinnati D. So who, you, who was the last receiver that you had in? Juju? You get A.J. Brown, yeah, you can fit Juju, Juju, and Debo. So you've got Debo and Mitchell instead of McCaffrey for basically the same money, too, by the way, when you put those two together because we have such a cheap Mitchell. And then you've got the Ingram- Juju for pieces from that original game, the full game stack on New York Giants, Philly. And now, Pat, when you save that one, you can mess around and say, okay, now what if I take A.J. Brown down to Devontae? Does that get me something better than Debo? You get up to 6,300. Not really. Not really, but maybe, okay, now you say, okay, I want to go to the Buffalo D because I don't want this. Yeah, I mean, that, to... that's the 1v1, right? You and go then you from... land on T. Higgins or you're 100 bucks short of something else, but you could also take out... How much was uh, Schultz? Schultz is 43, I believe. He's 42. So you take out Ingram and go to Schultz and you stay with Debo. So Ingram to Schultz. Yeah. AJ Brown to Devontae Smith. Yeah. And then Bengals D to Bills D. Yeah. If you prefer that side, but you're playing basically the similar setup now because you still have two San Francisco and a Dallas. You have a Kansas City, but no Jags. You've got the 3-1 of the Philly game. And then you've got the Buffalo D saying, eh, they're going to spread it around on both sides. Just give me the defense to pound away on Burrow. Like earlier we said, you can have Bengals because it's not going to pound away on but Allen makes mistakes. He throws it away. We could see that. So I don't know. This is an interesting build. I definitely will say two things. One, the Allen one looked a lot better. We didn't struggle as much with it. And it also projected much better. So I really do think that's something to be said for that, but you will still need pieces if you think Philly puts up 30-plus. Give me some scores for these games. and I'm going to run. That'll be the last thing that we do. Adjust, adjusted scores for the four games. Since we only have four games, seems like something that we can do. Yeah. And I'm going to run 10,000 simulations of that and tell us what it says and Let, see who the best plays are. Let's talk through them quick. We'll do a rapid fire. But like, So Jacksonville, Kansas City, I think it's at the total or over. So what do you see? So right now, uh, it's just at the total, which means Kansas City 30, Jacksonville 22 is what it comes out to if you just have the 53 total. So, so let's go like, what do you want to do? Like 31-27 Kansas City? Okay, 31-27, Jags cover. Keep the favorite up there, but the Jags cover and Jags say cover it goes and, over. and the over hits. Okay, Giants-Philly. We call this a Philly route? I think we both lean to that. 35-13. I like that. I was going to say 31-14, so that's pretty close. 35-13. Okay. Cincinnati and Buffalo, the over-under in this game is what 48 48 and a half right now yeah so that means the score 26 and a half to 21 and a half so 26 21 essentially is what the total would tell us let's give a score for the game i think you could almost so, I, I was gonna say you can almost leave this one because i actually think it goes under i think everyone expects firepower and offense from those two sides but it, it'll be okay so it's a closer it, version of what we expected with tampa bay dallas to flip it let's call it 24 21 yeah i like that like the both teams show up it comes out of last possession we oh did they leave burrow too much time did they leave allen too much time whoever it is that's the the conversation i see happening at the end of that game dallas san francisco is projected at 46 I think there's a lot of points in this game. So I'm going to say 35-27 San Francisco. Wow. Um, yeah. 
I, I we, have, we, we can go short. Let's call it 33 then. 33-27 okay. San Francisco. Let's do that. I like Six-point win. They cover the spread. That'd be nice for my bet that I have in. So now we've just adjusted those scores to our, to our totals and how we're guessing that the games are going to go. And this is what you can do on Run the Sims. Right. And just simulate it out. Let's see how long the Sims take here. Let's run 10,000 Sims, please. Oh, done. Okay, here we go. So McCaffrey is now buying away the most optimal player on this slate. 40% optimal rate. So plugging him in. McCaffrey, Kelsey, Zay Jones, ETN. One, two, three, four. So let's get Zay Jones for sure. So I built we, something off this. So we got McCaffrey and Zay. McCaffrey's the best on the slate. Zay, the best value. So we start with that. Who, so who are Ma- some of the other guys? Well, I'm going to have to open this up so I can play right this lineup along with us. That's right. So the adjusted score, McCaffrey and Zay. So we're going to make sure that those two guys watch. We haven't even brought up Christian Kirk's name once. I just think he's too expensive. And we didn't talk about building any Lawrence stacks. And I think that people are going to be keen to build Lawrence stacks because it's cheaper. Well, of course. And that game it, it's is a, the total. It's, it's the higher total, the cheaper side. And of the cheap stacks, it is the best one. Like, it's better than the Giant stack this week. So, Barkley's also up there. But ETN and McCaffrey are the two guys. Chase is the highest high-priced receiver. What about quarterbacks? Hurts Her, is the highest quarterback. By how much versus the second place? 23.6% optimal rate okay. at quarterback. The next closest one is Brock Purdy at 15.8%. So it's a massive gap. So like in, in our adjusted scores, it's Hurts or Purdy. That's it. So let's hold that thought because now we know we're down to those two. What is the tight end? Now we'll go to the next onesie position. What's the tight end that you're seeing besides Kelsey? Kelsey's the best. Ingram second best. Anybody close to Ingram? Yep. Uh, Ingram, 20.7 optimal. Goddard, 20% optimal. Schultz, 19.6 optimal. So hold that thought, but Hertz, Goddard sounds pretty good right Hertz, now. Hertz, Goddard with Schultz. And now go to, I mean, he may be the other guy in. If, we, if we're talking values, how close is Schultz to Zay Jones? Not very. Okay. So it's Zay Jones. Like there's four guys that project 30% or more optimal. McCaffrey, Kelsey, Zay, and ETN. Is there any uh, value plays after them, like at the wide receiver position or anywhere else that you see popping? Juju pops at okay. 51. Ayuk at 5,000. Then they're very similar to one another. And Debo is sandwiched right in between them. So okay. they're all about the same. And so the last part to complete this, because you just mentioned Ayuk and Debo, is where do the Philadelphia wide receivers come in to get back to our quarterback thought? Let's see. Not high. They're behind both the San Francisco receivers. So this tells me, Pat, this is my thought process when I'm breaking this down. It might help people think through this stuff, just how I would do it, is that tells me you want to go the Purdy route, even with McCaffrey, right? And, we, and the receivers. And, and we like we can go Debo, Ayuk, whatever you want to do here. Like We can start or we can pull guys out because we have other positions to fill. But you talked about Goddard and Schultz. Mm-hmm. And then you said Barkley popped quite a bit still as well. Oh, yeah. Right? Bar- way up there. Barkley's way up there. So now we actually have to make changes because we have too much money left. But we want to keep McCaffrey. We want to go with Purdy. We want to go with Barkley, Zay Jones. I like the Goddard and Schultz because there's no other Philly guys and we're not going to Hurts. We want to get a piece of Hurts. So that's why I have him in there. Dalton Schultz, where's Lamb land on this thing? Lamb. Let's see. C.D. Lamb comes in. He's pretty high up, I believe. No, he is not. C.D. Lamb is like... He's neck and neck with Diggs at 19.1%, which weirdly enough, like like I said, the highest projected of the good receivers is by far Jamar Chase. Okay, so then where does Ayuk versus Debo land? They're back to back. And they're they're close? Yeah, like they're so, within so I think you percentage just points of each other. Pull Debo and put in Chase, 
and it lands us on 2,500. For the Bengals D? Which gets us the Bengals D. Who was the running back with in this? No McCaffrey with, is, did Barkley fit in or is it ETN? And this projects well. Wow. This is our best one we built against is, the Optimal. There it's we not, go. It doesn't get to the Optimal, but it's the best one we built with some real theory behind it, how we feel the slate's going to break out, some simulations that go with our, our thought process. Yeah, like here, here's what we here's, yeah. here's a scenario of what can happen. What are the simulations? It worked tell to us? our double tight end. It played Cincy. Sorry, Paul, over Buffalo. We got no. We don't need any Bills if Cincy's just going to get the job done here. Hey, we we still had the Bills winning the game. Yeah, that's true. We just had them winning by three. And now, too, Pat, you can go. You know, I'll just do the number two version of it. I want to see. So that was. I, I know what it was at. If I switch to the Bills, or so not the Bills D. If I switch to uh, Debo back from that, it lands me at sixteen hundred, and I can't do it. Okay, it tells you all you need to know. Again, you can play around with it further, but I'm just saying that's why. That lineup is awesome because it's just basically all the stuff we thought through. And then when you apply everything to it, it is, you guys heard why we got to Purdy. So it's Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, Ayuk. It runs it back with Dalton Schultz in flex because it's the latest game. It's our double tight end theory. We, you saw how good Hertz projected, but we couldn't get to him. It didn't make sense. And his receivers were so far lagging behind. Goddard made sense. I get it. Well, let's just go Goddard then because he fits in. Going Purdy allows us to get the two best plays on the slate with McCaffrey and Barkley. Zay Jones was by far the best value. And then you go to the Cincinnati D just because it goes with it. You don't have any Bengals. Who cares where you land? We don't have any Chiefs either. But where did the Chiefs go on, on your list there? I heard a little bit of Juju, I think. But that yeah, was it. So, so I, I'm just give me one second. I think I almost have this. 600 bucks. Well, I, I, yeah, I mean, you, you I, don't need to actually. I'm just trying to get to Debo if I can. Ye- I have 600 bucks to play with here, but just hurt, hurts with Goddard, McCaffrey, Barkley, Juju, Ayuk, Zay Jones, Schultz, and Bengals D. We have 600 bucks. You get to Bills D. Okay, I want to hear it in one second back. I just want to make one note on what we, so I can go away from it. It projected three points better, and we actually got only three off the optimal was if you just swap out Ayuk in that last one and go to Juju, Juju for the 100 bucks, you now have a piece of Kansas City against Zay Jones. So you got that secondary stack in there. You still have Purdy, McCaffrey, and Schultz in that game. That's a pretty good stack. Like Purdy and Schultz and McCaffrey is basically the red zone, end zone stuff you're going to get there anyway. And then you get all the other guys in that you want. You get the secondary of Barkley Goddard still. You get Chase with the defense. Like that is a really good lineup. Let's go to this uh, last one just to get the projection on, then we can get out of here. But if, if I take out Purdy, am I leaving Barkley and McCaffrey? Yep. I'm leaving Zay Jones. Yep. Juju? Uh, you get, I mean, in the one that you have just built, yes, it, it moves. No, go back to the one you just said with Hertz. I like that one. I yeah, that. I didn't end up, I just, I changed it around. I'm just trying to remember. Give me one sec. So we have Hertz instead of Purdy, and we have to lose Chase. Chase ch- turns into Juju. And you got Ayuk. And you have $600 left. So you can go from Bengals D to Bills D if you wanted to. This is where I got to with this. That you can find a way to sneak in Debo if you wanted to. Or upgrade your flex to who's in the upper four. Did you still have? So I've got Jalen Hurts, Barkley, McCaffrey, Zay Jones, Debo. I didn't have Debo. I had Ayuk. Ayuk. And then did you still have Goddard and Schultz? Yeah. And then Bengals D? Yeah. I land on 5,700. So do I, which is, I land on 5,600, actually. Yeah. Hertz, what, what's the stack? You have Hertz, Goddard, running it back with Barkley. That's it? That's it. And then you've got McCaffrey and Ayuk. No, I have McCaffrey, Juju. Okay. Zay? Zay, Schultz, Bengals. And it leaves me on 5,600. 
Yeah, 56. So you can't get to... You can't get to him. You can't get to Debo. Hmm. You could drop... <sighs> you'd have to drop Goddard to Ingram. And you'd you'd, have, you'd have to drop Schultz to Gallup is what you would have to do. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's see that. Schultz to Gallup. So we go Debo, and then you land on 3900 bucks, which is... Richie James or $3,800 for Gallup. Yeah, I think just play Gallup at this point. It still projects well, actually. It's just not what we had before. Not as good. Interesting. All right. I think that will do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. The final one of the year. Actually, let's, let's remember this segment for last year. Let's adjust some scores and try to build some lineups around that. Like I, I think that was good because it just it gave us a way to talk through it while using real data that was created that we can then put some theory behind it and make it make sense for these tournaments. And that's really what you should be doing. I like it. At Totec and Tambo, runpuresports.com. You'll be back next Wednesday <laughs> we'll be to back. talk through the golf slate. Hopefully we're millionaires by then. Uh, I'll win. So. I'll, you can win uh, the million bucks. In, there's no million bucks in golf this week, is there? No, but in football there is. In football. I'll win the million in football in the lower tournaments. You win it in the higher tournaments. We'll reconvene here next week Both to see what happens. From I'll give away. You know what? I will buy. If I win a million bucks, I will buy someone a Run Pure Sports membership. Okay. And I'll get someone to runthesims.com. You can get the runthesims.com <laughs> one right now with a discount if you slash mayo or code mayo when you go to runthesims.com. But it's been a fun year. I've really, this is the best year I've ever had in DraftKings NFL. And I've heard from a lot of people this is the exact same thing. And most of it has to do with getting the numbers from Run the Sims, trusting them, and then talking to you about how to actually use that to create leverage pick the right tournament. So thank you for that. I think it's been yeah. very helpful. I love the show. We'll have more stuff like this coming. You know, I will talk offline and get something on the go, but I think that's the keypad is what I always say. My, my new coin thing, I don't have it on a t-shirt yet, but it's not who you play. It's how you play them. That's what this is all about. We found out how, who we can play and who fits in, but then how do we play them to make it make sense to have a chance to get to the top of these tournaments. It's been a great year. Appreciate you for having me on as always. No problem. So next Wednesday, Tambo will be back and we'll probably end up doing a showdown show for Super Bowl. Yeah, Super Bowl content. Got to have as much Super Bowl content as possible before we disappear for a little bit talking about NFL. So I want to thank all of you for tuning in all season long. Uh, I really appreciate all the feedback that we got about the format change. We've now shifted that to golf for the DraftKings show. It's very similar to this show. A bit different because stacking doesn't necessarily work the same way, but the same similar theory behind it. If you've never checked out golf on DraftKings, highly recommend that you do. Very fun. So smash the like on the way out, sub to Mayo Media Network, download the pod, sub to the pod, I'll see you next time. Experience! Experience!